Welcome to another episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast. On this episode, we are going to be discussing female sexual desire, what you need to know today. And when I say today, you best believe you need to know today. Once we get into it, you will better understand why. Okay, what we're going to cover on this podcast are a number of things. I'm going to go through them. First of all, we are going to define sexual arousal and sexual desire. The differences in what they are and how they work and why it's important to know. Secondly, we're going to be talking about the differences between male and female sexual arousal and desire. And you guessed it, the female sexual desire is a little bit more complicated than male sexual desire. We're going to then leap into what are the key things that have to be around and felt by a woman to feel sexual desire. We're going to then get into a little bit more about female desire, what it means, and how long-term relationships and marriage can actually damage and dampen female desire if you're not careful. Then we're going to get into some relationship scenarios and discuss how sexual desire in the female plays out and what you as a man should do about it, okay? Before we get into the podcast, real quick, um, we have a special on the Climbing Henge site for only listeners of this podcast. So if you go out to climbinghenge.com slash store, there is a book called Beware of Greeks Bearing Gifts. It's a mini book, 60 pages. It's all about how to use kind gestures and gifting to open up a woman, to build a sense of indebtedness in her, gratitude, warmth and affection to you by using strategically and cunningly kind gestures and gifting in a very smart and cunning way. We've done all the research about gifting and kind gestures and what it takes to be successful using these. And believe me when I say there is not another booklet like this out on the market because we searched extensively for one. Okay? That's why we wrote it. And so if you go out to climbinghenge.com and find this book, Beware of Greeks Bearing Gifts, 60 pages, small, small mini pamphlet, and enter the code at checkout, podcast save, um, you will then receive that uh, mini booklet for free. All right. Now, getting back into the podcast here, female sexual desire. All right. First of all, we want to talk about sexual arousal versus sexual desire. What is the differences? Because it's important. Sexual arousal is a physical thing meaning that if you are looking at photos of a man and woman having sex, you might become physically aroused. For a man, that's an erection. For a woman, that is arousal in her genital area as well, okay? But it's purely a physical thing. Sexual desire has to do with the mind. It's a wanting or a lust towards things, right? So two different things. Now, what the research has showed is that in men, there is a much more 
direct relationship between sexual arousal and sexual desire. So, a man could see some photos that are explicit in sexual nature, he gets an erection, and then desire follows. For females, it's not always so direct. It's much more indirect. As a matter of fact, the research has shown that females could and do become physically aroused, but not necessarily feel desire, okay? Real quick, there is some research that was done and they showed um, explicit photos to both men and women. And so, for example, for straight men, they showed pictures of a man and a woman. They showed pictures of women and women. Um, and in those cases, men showed physical sexual arousal. And when, when they were talked to, they also demonstrated and stated that they had a sexual desire, okay? Um, they also showed photos to women, so, photos of men and women, women and women together, and um, also uh, other animals such as monkeys having sexual relations. And, and what they found out with women is that women can be looking at certain types of photos and they might show physical arousal, but they had no sexual desire, okay? And so one of the things that this pointed out is there's a much more, um, there's a much greater disconnect between physical arousal in the female and sexual desire in the female. It's a much more nuanced and complicated thing. One of the, the theories is that females can become physically aroused as a defensive mechanism. So um, if there are men lurking or something and they might harm them, uh, molestation, rape, those types of things, a female will self-lubricate to protect herself if she is attacked uh, sexually so that she doesn't she so that she isn't as likely to uh, have damage to her okay um, but anyways now let's get into a little bit more about um, the female what's required uh, for a female to experience sexual desire okay there's three um, basic things that a female kind of really has to have, not 100% all of them, but there's three things that kind of revolve around um, in their minds that make it possible for them to have feelings of sexual desire. First is her relationship with you. What is her relationship with you? Is it positive? Is it safe? Is it loving? Is it all about attraction? How do you behave with her? And that's important because if she has negative thoughts about you, if she has resentment towards you, anger, any of these other negative things, um, it can damage her sense of her relationship with you emotionally and cause her to not have sexual desires for you, all right? So your relationship with her, obviously that's one thing that you, can, you have a lot of control over because it's how you behave. And so you always want to make sure you're behaving, of course, in positive ways. If you are um, demeaning her, um, talking negatively about her sexual prowess, saying negative things about her body image, all those things are going to affect her in her ability to have a strong sexual desire for you, of course. Secondly, is her relationship with herself. 
And this is something that is far different for a woman than it is a man. Um, and you'll see why. So first and foremost, females and their sense of their body image and their self-esteem plays a big role into their feelings of, you know, can they be desired first of all? And then can they desire somebody else, right? Um, so women's visions of themselves, how they view themselves sexually, how others people view them as desirable, plays a big part in whether they can feel sexual desire for somebody else or you. Um, for women, being thought of as hot or sexy or desirable by other people is important to them. That's one of the reasons why you know you see <clears throat> and you hear often that you know women are posting pictures on Instagram or Facebook or selfies and, and whatnot. And a lot of guys, you know, especially in relationships, don't like that. But one of the reasons women are doing that is this exact concept here, this relationship with their self where they want to be felt that they are desired by others, even if it's people online that they don't know very well. It helps them in their self-esteem. Uh, and this is a big area. So if you're a man and you have a, a girlfriend or a wife who does things like this, I would highly encourage you to not attack her about it because it's one of the things that she does um, to make her feel better about herself and the more she feels better about herself the more likely it is that she will be feeling sexual desire for you if you're doing the right things okay also interesting is that research has shown is that women can think of themselves for example in wearing lingerie or being nude and they can get excited thinking about themselves like that now that's something that is totally different from men because i don't think for the most part that is something that men do men don't sit around thinking of themselves in the lingerie or sexy underwear and get excited about it for women they found the research shows that they can so again women in their sense of their self and their own representation of themselves as being desirable makes them feel good and much more likely to feel desire for others. Critical thing. The final thing is their relationship with their external environment. What's going on at work? What's going on at home with the kids? Is the kids running around crazy? Are they putting stress on her? So. If her relationship with her external environment is stressful and stress, you know, stressing her out, um, what we know from the research on stress is that stress can be a sexual desire killer, okay? And if she's experiencing too much stress and anxiety, it can really diminish her sexual desire and her wanting of sex with you and for you. So again, the three legs of the stool, as I call them, her relationship with you, her relationship with herself, and we talked about some of the key things there that are important for you to help, help support and foster, and her relationship with her external environment. So these three basic things, you always kind of be, you always want to be kind of thinking about them and how you're helping those things to, to score 10 out of 10 on a, on a chart, for example. Because the higher those three things are, um, the more likely it is that she's going to feel a strong sexual desire for you, okay? 
Moving on to sexual desire, because um, for women, um, the idea of being desired is, is different from men, of course. Um, there's a researcher, her name is Marta Mina, last name M-E-A-N-A, -A. feel free to look up her research. She's done a lot of research on women's and female sexual desire. And what she says is that the desire to be desired, lusted after, is really the most powerful and strongest thing that fuels a woman's sexual desire. Not only that, it's this idea of being uniquely desired as the one that is really, really powerful uh, to females. And it's this idea of, of a sense of danger and tension and being taken and ravished. It's kind of this Fifty Shades of Grey where there's, there's a sense of danger and forbiddenness to it, but the underlying ambience, of course, is safe, right? And so safe with that rigid or that tension of forbidden fruits, for example, and being desired by that special guy is really, really, really strong for a female, okay? Now, the problem with um, her sense of wanting to be desired is that desire is related to wanting, wanting something. And when you want something and desire something, there's elements of space, distance, edginess, danger, and forbiddenness that encapsulate those things. And guess what happens now when there's a long-term relationship and marriage? Well, a marriage and a long-term relationship go and actually can hurt and damage the female's desire. Let's look at why. You get married, you're spending all your time together, or a lot of time together, so distance is, is lessened. Space is lessened, you're living with each other. As a man, many men, when they get married, they become domesticated. They lose their edge. They become fathers and husbands. They don't go out with the guys anymore. They lose their male tribe. Um, they become very plain. And for guys like this, you often hear the statement from women that, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. In love is that romantic piece to this, right? And that's where you as a man have to keep your edge, okay? So you become very familiar and dull to them. Um, you become a domesticated man, you lose your friends, you don't go out, you know, for, for you know, having male tribe activities anymore, and you lose the female's desire, okay? So, as a man in a long-term relationship, one of the things you have to make sure you're doing is keeping sexual tension alive, okay? Um, and there's a lot to be spoken on this and how you do it. Not, we're not gonna focus it on this podcast, but one of the things you have to understand is there's attention is created by two things, just like we said. A, you want to keep your wife or your girlfriend feeling safe, special, and happy, and trusting in you. Um, but you also, at the same time, she has to feel your value, your edge, your strength, okay? And there are specific behaviors and specific things you must be doing to keep this sexual tension alive. Now, 
Um, again, we talk about this at great length and through multiple chapters in the book, Climbing Henge. So if you're interested in more of learning about how to keep sexual tension high, I would encourage you to uh, take a look at buying that book, Climbing Henge. Um, you can get it on <coughs> climbinghenge.com. But it's really important that you keep sexual tension alive and well. And it takes work, okay? Um, let's just go through a quick example. Okay, scenario one, you have a man that's, uh, he's a little bit smothering, he's dull, he's nice, he's a great dad, he's a good husband, he takes care of the chores, but he's kind of lost his edge, and he doesn't climb mountains anymore, he doesn't have the same social group of, of, of friends. Now, if you take a look at the female, she's going to say, wow, he's, he's nice, he's a great guy, and this and that, but I just don't desire him like I used to. Why do you think that is? Because you've lost your edge, okay? And keeping your edge live through specific behaviors is really, really important in long-term relationships, okay? Now think about it with a different guy. He is high value. He has big social circles. He has a male tribe. He's also a great dad, and he provides, and he does chores around the house. But he's climbing mountains and he's doing ex other exciting things. He has a certain edginess to him and distance. In a long-term relationship, as a man, you must always work to maintain this balance of behaviors. Okay? On the one hand, safe, special, happy. On the other hand, feeling your strength and your edge. Because if you don't, um, you're going to hear what other men, many other men have heard, and that's the... I love you, I'm not in love with you scenario, right? So make sure you're really focusing on this and understand this, okay? All right, finally, um, get into a couple of scenarios here about um, sexual desire in two different types of relationships, okay? First one is that you're in a marriage or relationship and you know the female wants a separation or divorce or she's got a lot of pent-up resentment and anger for you. In any event, her emotional state is more negative towards you than positive, okay? Um, and if we look at the, the, the three kind of things that are vital, the three legs of the stool, her relationship with you, her relationship with herself, her relationship with her external environment, in the scenario where overall she's negative with you, um, that doesn't bode well for sexual relations, okay? And so if you're in that type of a situation and you know your wife or your girlfriend is overall very negative towards you because of things that you've done or not done, you should not be having sex with her, okay? If you are having sex, she's only doing it for a couple of reasons, okay? A, to placate you, B, to keep the peace, right? C, as a peace offering uh, and a reward um, for you for you know behaving, or D, she's doing it to uh, simply get her own sexual gratification physically, physical arousal, sexual arousal, and not emotionally. But in all those cases, you are weakening yourself with her as you move forward, because basically, if you're having sex with her and she is having resentment, anger, whatever towards you, 
she's going to just feel what? That you don't understand her. You don't understand what she's going through. That you're a very selfish man. And it's going to make things worse and worse and worse. And if she's just using you for physical sexual gratification, then it's going to weaken you because she's just using you. And when a woman uses you and you allow it, it weakens you even more. Okay? So that's scenario one. So in that scenario, I would highly recommend do not be having sex. You, you might have a short-term gain in having sex, but it's never going to heal the emotional rift in the relationship she has with you. Okay? Second scenario is um, you're in a good relationship. Let's say 8 out of 10. She's in love with you. And it just might be something that's happening where she's not in the mood to have sex. Now what could it be? It could be her relationship with you. Maybe something happened recently. It could be all about her. Maybe she's gained weight and she's uncomfortable with her body image. Maybe she's just not feeling desirable, right? Or it could be something in the external environment. Maybe you got kids. They're making things stressful. Maybe things are stressful at her work, okay? So if you're in a really good relationship and the sex isn't as good as you want it to be, think, of, think about these, these three things. Her relationship with you and how you can make it better. Her relationship with herself and what you can do to support that um, and not hurt it, okay? And her relationship with the external environment, okay? Always think about those three things and how you can be assisting and helping so that she can feel greater sexual desire um, within herself first and foremost and then for you, okay? And then the third final scenario is that, um, you know, she's in love with you but she's lost her lust for you. That's where you need to get to work and build yourself so you can become edgy and stronger and sexually desirable. Okay, safe, special, happy on the one hand, feeling your strength on the other. All right. Okay, so that's going to sum it up. I'm going to go through uh, the lessons here again in the podcast. A, we talked about sexual arousal versus sexual desire, how it's different. Sexual arousal is physical. Sexual desire is much more of the mind. Then we talked about how sexual arousal and desire is different in men and women and how it's different and why. It's a big difference and it's important for you as a man to know this. We then talked about the three things that are really important to a female for feeling sexually desirable and sexual desire. Her relationship with you, her relationship with herself, and her relationship with her external environment. All of those three things are important, her feeling good about herself and good about you so that she can have a strong sense of sexual desire. We then talked about the importance of this notion of the desire to be desired in the female. They want to be ravished. They want some forbidden sexual acts, for example. But on the other side, they want it to be safe. And how you as a man have to understand that the forces of marriage and domestication actually, they, they, they dull and they weaken the sense of desire that a female will feel for a man in a long-term relationship. So you, as a man, 
have to work really, really hard to make sure that she's feeling your strength and your value, that you're not just a nice guy, quote unquote, that you're a nice guy, but you have a sense of value and edginess to you that allows her to keep her desire for you alive. And finally, we talked about um, different scenarios and relationships and how you need to handle those things. Okay, so once again, we hope that you found this uh, episode enlightening and informative. And if you want to come over to climbinghenge.com and get that free pamphlet, um, the code is podcast save. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Climbing Henge podcast. <laughs>